ಪ್ರೊಪಿಶಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ yet without the realization of one's identity with the self there should be no liberation for the individual not even in the lifetimes of 100 brahmajis put together one brahmaji's life is supposed to be something like 8 million years 8 million into 100 800 million years no release think about this so important so good thank you and that's what it says that understanding is important contemplation on that understanding is important because even in this realization using all those methods which even after 800 million years will not liberate you what does it mean you will continue with all those rituals or customs or religious ceremonies or but we are not asking this question who am i and and you will continue doing it and um, the moment you put this question who am i journey starts inwardly in the best way in the most truthful way otherwise uh, i am doing this i am doing this i am feeling good and i am reaching somewhere or but i will be there you know and whatever bliss because look even going to pilgrimage going to a place where an enlightened soul lived or even a temple or a church or a mosque where everyone comes with devotion with surrender that energy is good but yes it is like going into that energy and coming out of that energy yes it might make you a step forward but if you come back and you don't investigate ego the show continues with some experiences with some peace with some good deeds but the end of that ego is not there it continues and if you are happy that way there is no issue with that because basically in this illusion in this maya we have so many ways by which you can manage stress or control stress or get some happiness but liberation or eternal freedom is is it different is it different talk it is not at all about 
controlling mind or getting some happiness in day to day because all these techniques actually give some happiness some peace of mind but but keep that ego alive and this is what it is so clear what nilakantan ji said in this shloka and if, and it depends if that is what you wish that is good nothing wrong all these are pious things good things uh, helps to purify your intellect your mind but if you ask this question who am i that will finish everything then the story cannot stay the story which makes journey in this life and then continues with a pause in next life just like actually if you see our life shows how many lives are lived death is like a deep sleep and it takes you into another life another birth just like at night we sleep and this world disappears and then the world comes back again because it comes back again due to the same mind that same conditioned mind which was off for a while and then it comes back it looks like there is continuity but actually this continuity gets broken every time you go into deep sleep this continuity changes hand every time you move from waking to dream and i'll tell you the continuity appears because the substrata stays the same that pure awareness it gives that abhas that perception that there is continuity but if you see continuity of mind and this jiva breaks period in deep sleep when that there is no jiva there is no mind there is no ego but there is something which is there and try to understand that deep sleep is most important for all of us otherwise we will get mad with this constant chattering mind which does not even sleep during dream so it is like a grace kripa of that absolute that it gives some rest so this continues this drama continues if by your serious contemplation this manonasha occurs that same bliss prevails all the time as if there is a waking deep sleep but this there is no experiencer now who can claim this yes, this is i am very happy i am blissful there is bliss but there is no one to claim that it is my bliss or i am happy right now this ego pleads begs and looks for happiness all around in different 
things, even through sensory organs, even through thoughts, imagination. Because it is looking for something which it is made up of. If you ask qualities of that undifferentiated awareness, main thing is Ananda, Sat Chit Ananda. So it is truth, eternal Chit consciousness, awareness. It's not that sometimes it is sleeping, sometimes it's awake, sometimes it's dreaming. It is not like that. That is only mind. Because we always identify ourselves with mind, we think we are this. But that pure awareness is always the same, unchanging. When it gets deluded by mind, it takes mind's activities and transformation as its own. And this is so ingrained, it's like hands in glove, it's like there is no separation. Which they call it Chit Jada Granthi. Chit is pure awareness and Jada is this, all is insentient. With it, without consciousness, everything is dead. And Granthi means this knot which is binding them together. And this binding together is an illusion. But this is such a strong illusion. That's the play of Maya. That everyone believes in it. Everyone. No exception to the rule. Even one who reads a book intellectually understands. Still, he thinks this is truth. Only way is to go within. Witness this relative truth without getting involved. Watching thoughts because before any action happens there is some intention in form of a thought and then the role of ego comes which thinks that it has to act on a thought. But if you watch as a witness to all this unfoldment happening, even before a thought there is a desire or an intention, see that sankalpa, that if that is not there, then this ego will start melting away. If there is no doer, then there is no word. Word is because of doer only. And thoughts are because there is someone who is a receiver of thoughts and engaging in thoughts. It's a two-way communication, it's not one way.
your attraction towards things and your repulsion towards things your love and your hate both creates this illusion some people who suffer from depression or ptsd or any other in which these negative thoughts they dislike and they don't want it more they don't want it more they come so even when they are they don't like it it becomes more stronger on the other hand there might be a person full of pride and ego an achiever in him the thoughts comes of megalomaniac thoughts that i am doing i am achieving i am really big supreme and he enjoys those thoughts and they get bigger and bigger so we need to understand whether you like or you dislike both perpetuates this sansara this illusion so seed of every action is a thought and thoughts continue unabated both by your likes and your dislikes only a witness can be free no one else whoever start witnessing without involving in thoughts can disengage can untie this knot between consciousness which is pure self and this mind body ego intellect word situation complex it is one thing mind is word body is word intellect is also word but you are pure awareness unless you separate there cannot be any peace restlessness goes away once your identification with mind goes away see in our daily life when we are unhappy or restless if something tragic has happened in family among friends we feel restless but if it happens to abc somewhere else it doesn't affect anything just because there is no relationship there no attachment so if you have no relationship with mind thoughts then whatever thought comes and goes who cares how can it affect you
de-identify yourself with all objects and beings starting with first with this body body is not saying that i am you we are only saying like let's say you have a pet dog on leash and you tell everyone that this is my dog this is my dog you unleash dog it will run away you will be running behind the dog then dog is not because of you you are because of dog it is your attachment you bought it and now you are attached to it the one who is running for things you are running for your dog you will run behind him if he runs away same is mind there is mind there is ongoing outpouring of thoughts from mind that's what its job is mind is not saying that you own me and you have to act on all these thoughts and you have to suffer because of thoughts let there be thoughts even contemplating on this can finish your mind till there is ego you cannot get rid of mind ego gone mind has no role to play this sansara this world this worldly everything created by mind is because there is something in us which wants it which desires for it which has endless number of desires ego can never be contented or happy it can say that it is happy it can say that when i achieve i feel happy so it stays restless and then happy and happy because it becomes contented for some time few seconds maybe few minutes for a day but that pure awareness is not asking for anything from anyone for any reason it is only witnessing as things are unfolding this expert commentary of mind which analyzes criticizes like dislikes judges 
has no role for awareness. It is as if you go to a friend who starts gossiping about a third person and you're not interested and you say, look, I'm not interested in all this gossip. Can we change the topic? Same is here. If you have no interest in gossiping mind, then mind cannot talk to you. It can throw some thoughts. But if you are not interested in any thought, then how long it can continue? Understand all these thoughts, what you are hearing, you have given fuel to it in the past with your interest or your repulsion, whatever it is. But now because you have no relationship, no interest, it is still going on because of previous momentum, whatever you have feeded as a fuel to it. But if you have no interest, it is just dying. You will see how much gap between thoughts and there is no grip of any thought which can bind you. And slowly and gradually, more and more peace and pauses and silence will be there. More space. Actually, you will start feeling more space. Mind gives claustrophobic feeling. It makes you so small. Everything pinches you. Why this person did this to me? Why this thing happened like this? Why they don't listen to me? Why people behave like this? Because mind is so conditioned and that's the way it survives. That's the way it works. And then there is ego which talks to it all the time. It behaves as it's, it owns a mind. That individual sense in us. It is just a sense. It is just uh, like your conditioning. But when you start witnessing all what is unfolding in this life and people and things, and you don't engage in mind game, then you understand trick of the mind and this whole illusion of Maya. It cannot fool awareness. It can never. It can only fool the one who is dependent on it, who has lot of desires and attachments. Just simply in life, there might be someone very authoritative, influential and doing something wrong. You don't want to point a mistake because you think if I make this person unhappy, then how can I get a lot of things which he can help me with? And you keep quiet and you allow it to do all the stupid stuff. 
if you have nothing to lose by having this disconnection with mind, then the job is so easy. But if there's lot on stake and you want this mind to fulfill desire number one to hundred, then how can you leave it? Then who will fulfill all these desires? So you have to bear the consequences of your own desires. That's some suffering which comes or maybe lot of suffering which comes keeping this relationship with mind. You know, I, I have a friend, his dad was in Indian Administrative Services, very honest man. And he told me that after a couple of years of in service, he knew that he has to not unpack his luggage because whichever place he went to, he could not tolerate corruption and he will raise his voice and he will get transferred. So he said, we used to just open the boxes, took out the clothes, put them. And then within few months, there would be call for me to be transferred. So he said it was good. It was blessing because I traveled far east and remote places of India because they wanted me to put where, you know, I cannot say anything. That is what... We should be ready. Mind entices us. It gives us that I can give you this, I can give you that. But if you're not interested, then you can get rid of this connection anytime. It, this connection is only one-sided. You are connected, not mind. Exactly the way I told you about a pet and owner of that pet. It seems to us that mind is troubling us, but it's just the other way around. We are troubling mind. With our incessant desires, we create innumerable number of thoughts. If we are contented, if we have santosha, contentment, then no thought can stay there. Thought only comes when we are discontented, then we are when we are looking for something. And that is why they say that even desire for liberation or desire for enlightenment can also cause restlessness. Because this desire coming from ego, 
reporting to mind to do something about it. And what something they can do, they both are the obstacle on this path of liberation. So in reality, nothing needs to be done. Just have the right understanding and then just stay like that. What practice, what meditation, what mindfulness? Be the devotee of that pure silence emanating from your own being, from yourself. And see how quickly it will extinguish mind. Desires is the fuel for the mind. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing or not doing, whatever your circumstances, if you have total acceptance for it, it is death to the mind. When you have no desire, still things will happen and unfold. And sometimes more you might be in abundance. They say poverty cannot stay with an enlightened soul. What does that mean? Because he's contented, a person who's contented cannot be poor. You can be king, but you can be poor because you're looking for more. Santosha, you know, in yoga, people nowadays follow Hatha Yoga. Before you do postures, you follow Yam and Niyam. And in these principles, contentment is the first. So if you do that, then there's no need to do any postures. Put your hand on your heart and say or ask yourself, 
Are you contented? Are you satisfied? Do you totally accept your life? Present, past, future, whatever. Total acceptance. If the answer is yes, then nothing needs to be done. And if the answer is no, then look who is unhappy. And the one who is unhappy, why he or she is unhappy? When you go deeper, you will find it is just thoughts making people unhappy or happy. And this relationship with mind. Best practice is to stay as awareness, witnessing all unfoldment happening. Remember, there is no sabotage against you. That is the way ego feels and thinks and believes that this is me and then there is a word for me or against me. On a superficial level as a wave in this illusory world, you can never reach your true being. You have to dive deep. You have to contemplate. And you have to find this jewel within you. Glory to your true self, glory to you. But not just saying that unless you go and find, you will be miserable. Because ego means misery. This type of practice or contemplation can continue throughout the day. You don't have to sit in solitude for it. You wake up in morning, you just stay aware of things. As the day go, goes by, situation changes, you talk to people, see where are you talking? Are you talking as ego or you are just
talking as impartial awareness where from the words are flowing your just attentiveness will change the way you speak and react and feel your bodily actions your intentions everything will change you are entering the domain of godliness where you are no more an individual no pride no regrets no claim still things happen and things happen more smoothly more beautifully with grace with graciousness with elegance and with respect and love for everyone even the people who hate you even the people who criticizes you even the people who wants to see your downfall because this awareness is not advocate of this body as a person it is impartial to the core but egoistic mind can color it in its own way the more your mind becomes purer and deconditioned more you can feel your own awareness and the awareness of others and you connect with everything as awareness talking to awareness you know some people when they meet for the first time they look people from feet up to the top what they are wearing how they are behaving what sort of brands some people start judging as someone enters in a room but awareness goes direct and touches the awareness it has lost that faculty which can do that it has stopped playing that superficial games of differentiation and discrimination because awareness doesn't do that awareness is independent of it awareness doesn't need mind only ego needs mind to judge to analyze to criticize to like to dislike to differentiate awareness takes everything as whole as truth as pure because everything 
in depth if you scratch and you reach that core everyone is purest of pure only on surface it looks as if someone might be devil or good or bad or actions they're all at surface level but at core everyone is same pure awareness you know yourself you know everyone and the moment you know yourself you know others at their core but the problem is that does not liberate others from their own conditioning they have to do their own bit their own contemplation those words coming from awareness can open your heart can bring calmness can move that awareness up when you are in satsang or in company but then you have to keep that fire that ignition on by contemplating on it to be that to abide in that and slowly and gradually you transform you unfold and that ego disappears and what that reality is just there it's a constant practice with patience and perseverance breaks in it does not help because if you get lost in between you again get into the grip of maya which is everywhere and you get lost and then you remember after a few hours or few days or few weeks and then it entices you with lot of gifts so you get lost and when bad phase in life hits you then you again wants to look for that pure awareness and become a spiritual seeker again lot of people do this when crisis occurs they look for meaning of life and this and the crisis over they again get lost in maya that is why suffering is bliss and pleasure is pain but if you stay focused with a constant witnessing ego dissolved in this seeing 
then no practice is needed, no effort. It's an effortless natural state. Time taken to stay, to come to this effortless state, depends on two things. One is how much you are already involved in this illusory world in form of your desires which you have already put forth. And the second is, if you are still making more desires which perpetuates this illusion. So at least you can close these holes, you can stop ongoing desireless, ongoing desires to be desireless. Simple witnessing can do all this. As this witnessing becomes your natural state, you don't desire anything. This contentment, inner contentment is desireless state only. Where it is filled with infinite bliss. No fulfillment of desire can increase that happiness. And no tragedy can decrease that infinite bliss. Yes, there can be a reaction to any tragic event with some emotions and all, but it will not put you into a long-lasting grief. Another thing witnessing gives you is it connects you with everything 
as if you are that thing when you meet someone you feel that it is the same awareness meeting there is no other whether they are your colleagues employer employee friends or whatever no strangers because this witness awareness is unconditional love some people in sheer stupidity behave as a witness with their ego when the, when you are making thief as the witness what will happen first it can never stay as witness and second if it tries to stay as witness it will be stressed it will be in panic because it is always partial witness is always impartial so it will try to fake witnessing that can give rise to headaches annoyance more anger and you will know yourself nobody else will know but you will know that there is no peace in witnessing and it looks like a burden that means that you are putting that ego as a witness the simple test of witnessing is if it is giving contentment and peace and such a calmness in you if it is causing agitation stress headache anxiety then you are completely on a wrong path you are putting thief as the policeman you don't have to read too many books and keep asking people questions you go on this journey and all the answers and method and things will work for you in the most beautiful way tailor made for you because mind loves to ask questions and have doubts because that keeps it alive 
and the ego alive or witnessing finishes everything what neela kantanji was talking about at the start of our satsang if you understand the deep meaning of this shloka ego loves to do things as a doer rituals and worship and pilgrimage and bath in holy water so whatever any religion can bring it to so it can hide and it can stay and in this shloka we are talking about the all purest acts all divine acts but still they can be obstacle because they are keeping that ego alive but moment you look within keep your attention to awareness this is the best seat in theater from where you can watch ego and other things happening around you and how you use language what you do play the tricks to get more for this body for this mind for this ego how you become partial and things there are a different set of rules for yourself and for others and then again different set of rules whom you think can give you something and the one who is your subordinate how we behave with different personas we put different mask in, in front of different people how we keep changing it everything becomes so clear in front of witness ego has no place to hide it bow down its head in shame and it disappears in no time awareness is that true light which sorts out everything for you in hindi there is a saying doodh ka doodh pani ka pani which means it segregates it disentangles everything just witnessing otherwise all our life we can live like mind and ego going on the roller coaster ride of mind 
how the life takes we think we are that and then the mind plays and it gives strong emotions and feelings and thoughts witnessing is a very easy and sure way to disentangle yourself from what you are not Thank you everyone.